welcome. Good to have you. We are back in Morocco again today. We are here at the Norwegian Hollow. And I was wet last night. <laughs> Had a good time here last night. And uh, back at it again this morning. And today uh, we are going to be here until 2. We're going to be at Gasser's today. Uh, Gasser's Bar and Grill after this. And uh, then from there we're going to be down Kickapoo Creekside. And uh, I don't know where else we're going after that, to be honest with you. It is what it is. Uh, by the way, uh, we talked about this uh, a little while ago. If you haven't seen the video already uh, of Draymond Green going after Jordan Poole in practice and then not basically knocking him out drilling them right in the face and i said you know uh, it's kind of gutless if they don't suspend them people are actually defending it that's what's so, so astounding to me are we to this point where they this is a the society of you know uh, let them go no big deal oh you can't punish and then all of a sudden when it happens to you you're the first one to scream oh my god i can't believe they're not in jail for this uh i don't understand if you've watched the every circumstance is different that I agree with. You know, look, if guys are pushing and shoving and they're grinding and they start scrapping on the floor, football football players are different only for the fact that it's such a physical sport. You're supposed to beat up on the other guy across from you. And if they get into a scrap, usually there's not being, you know, punches aren't thrown. It's guys pushing and shoving and such. Uh, you usually don't have a, an Aaron Donald walking away with somebody's helmet and swinging it wildly like a weapon, you know. Uh, football is different than, than basketball. Baseball is different than basketball and football. Um, but this was a guy that has had a reputation for being a hothead, walked over and slugged a teammate right in the face. I, <laughs> I, I don't, this, they weren't like chest to chest or guarding one another, defensively pushing and shoving and frustrations boiled over. This was one guy who scored on another guy and caught him, I don't know, what was it, a triple single or something like that. And it was, you know, he got upset by it, came over and slugged the guy right in the face. I believe it has to do with a contract and Poole's attitude towards a new contract. Yeah. That's something that's been written about. I don't know about that comment. I haven't seen that out there. Um, I, I don't know about the comment specifically, but I'm, I'm only basing it off of what is I, I've seen reported, we'll say. But I, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but you condone this? You know, first of all, we're talking about a guy, he got punched into a wall and guy could have fallen back hit his head you just I, i'm sorry you just can't allow that is as egregious as it was and this is again this is Draymond green this is not his first time being a hothead and just going off how much you know he, he he's the team's not going to suspend him so who cares i think he should be but that's my opinion you know, not every fight warrants suspensions. This one does. And this is a guy that has been a repeat offender when it comes to just going off on people, whether it's players or whomever, coaches, on the floor. He's been, you know, slapped numerous times by the NBA for just uh, going beyond the, the, the line of good sportsmanship, so to speak. And he acts like he's being picked on. That's what, This is why he gets picked on. Do Am I wrong? Am I off here, Ben? Am I missing something that this is supposed to be okay? No, I don't think you are. I I don't really I'm trying to wrap my head around it and how the Warriors are going to instill discipline. Like I think Draymond wound up playing. I don't know how that locker room rebounds. I don't know how you can defend right. Draymond. I will say uh, Draymond hosts a podcast. It's probably going to make for some good ratings on that. Sure. But I don't know. I've never been the biggest fan of his. I respect 
what he does to win and how much he has won, but I've never liked the antics. I love Sean Merriman, who says Draymond Green did not sucker punch anybody. Poole pushed him. Sean Merriman, obviously a, a player that was in the NFL, he can't be that stupid. This is like Draymond the Jawan Howard thing. Away. Yeah, he walked across the, the floor and got into his chest and his face and was nose to nose. Of course you're going to push somebody away. He didn't push him going after him. He pushed him because he, he to get away, get out of my face. And that's when Draymond punched the guy. I, I just, I find it, like, how stupid can people be? That's, you know, that's embarrassing. That really is. That's embarrassing. Sean Merriman, I thought, would be better than that. Obviously, he not. I just, uh, I, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't get it. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris says getting in, in somebody's face is normal. It's just a typical day. Chest bumping, relatively normal. Pushing somebody is tough to defend. Draymond's actions are tough to defend as well. Keep it in-house. Uh, the leaked video also is BS. Now, that's that's interesting. So I wonder who leaked the video. I wonder if, like, because there have been um, times when fans come in. They bring in fans and they bring in sponsors, and you get a, a chance to stand up top and watch uh, because the Bucks do it. You get a, come on in, watch practice. You know, they bring people through. And fans get to use video cameras and stuff. Everybody's got a camera, you know, on their phone. So you get to use video. So I don't necessarily think it was – I mean, it may turn out to be. I don't know. But to act as if it was just in-house and, and there was nobody else in the room, I don't know if that's true or not. Because they, they do bring in fans and sponsors and bystanders and such that can come in and watch practice for a little bit. Uh, just, you know, running through drills or whatever. Be, just because I've been a part of that. I've seen it. So I don't necessarily want to all of a sudden blow out the film guy because of this. Because you don't know if he did it or not. You don't know if this was leaked from the team or if it was leaked by somebody who said, I had my camera rolling. Did you see that? And then they post it. And then all of a sudden it comes out. They just happen to have the camera at the right time. So anyway, uh, but I digress. I, I didn't want to go too long on that but yeah that's the video that's making rounds today and we bring it up because jordan Poole is from the area you know that's kind of you know our guy so to speak he's from this milwaukee area so anyway uh 877-867-1670 you want to hit us up there you can find us over on twitter at bill underscore michaels at bill underscore michaels find us over on facebook fan page uh simply uh, facebook.com slash the bill michaels show uh, over on YouTube, a uh, great way to watch the program on the daily. You can find us there, and uh, YouTube is simply youtube.com slash the Bill Michaels Show. Or excuse me, Bill Michaels Show. Just Bill Michaels Show. You can find us there as well. And uh, we thank you for uh, subscribing as we continue. We're approaching uh, 2,500 people. we got 2,438 people that have subscribed to the show that watch it on the daily. That's awesome. Appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. So there you go. Um, what else do we got coming up today, Ben? We're going to hear a lot from inside the locker room. Darnell Savage Jr., Roger, Robert Tanyan. Uh, we got a lot going on in that sense. Uh, Preston Smith. So we're going to hear from all those guys coming out of the locker room. Mike Clemens joining us in the final hour of the show today, as he always does. So there's a lot happening today. we have any picks or anything today? Am I missing something today, Ben? I feel like I'm missing something today. No. No, I think you're good. Yeah. I mean, predictions for the weekend. It's kind of... 
maybe my brain is just more Wisconsin Badger wired naturally, but yeah. I am I I'm really interested in how the game looks. The Packers game, I like how do they play in London and all that, but they're the better team and I think they'll be good the rest of the year. When it comes to the football in our state this weekend, the Badger game it interests me at every level, how they come out and how they look because Northwestern is one of the worst teams in the country. Right. Yet, does the slide well, continue? Does Leonard look good? It's it's so interesting. Here's here's the question. Um, I think we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but here's the question: Do what are you looking for out of the Badgers? Okay, that's easy to say. Um, by the way, complicated fella and Pack fan, and everybody want to know if Mike's over in in London. No, um, this is the only game that we are not traveling to, and here's the reason why. I'll go I'll go over that first. Um, we do a lot of things in season and all throughout the season, all throughout the year, as a matter of fact. And it to the bottom line is money. You know, it's quite a bit to start sending people over there as a smaller company. We do a lot of things that others don't do. We go to spring training. We go to Super Bowl. We go to all over uh, to cover the games, do the shows. Uh, we do a lot of stuff with charity where we take charity winners and such with us. So we had to make a decision financially just because of the program i mean if we had one sponsor that ponied up 10 grand and said hey we'd love to send you then it's great we'd love to go but not only is it just a matter of getting on a plane it's then the logistics of getting yourself set up uh wherever and uh, getting yourself all the internet lines and all the equipment over and it's just you know what i'd rather sit home on sunday morning and watch the game like the rest of you do the post game show give us your your reaction give you our reaction and uh and then be able to be home and ready to go come Tuesday, Wednesday again when the Packers are back at practice and start covering up in Green Bay. So we got a lot going on uh, locally, and we're going to be traveling again, and others don't. We'll be down in Chicago with a group of charity winners uh, for the Chicago Bears uh, game, the Packers and the Bears game. We're taking people to the House of Blues uh, for an event, and we, I think we've got six of them that we got tickets for. And So sometimes – you make a decision, and that's the reason we decided not to go. We wanted to, but it's like, eh, I'd much rather be out in Phoenix, Arizona, sitting on Radio Row. I'd much rather be at spring training uh, for a week, you know, talking to players and giving you the updates as the Brewers trying to patch it all back together and make another run at the uh, the, the division, um, you know, all the different places that we travel to. I, I'd rather do that and keep that local grassroots thing then uh, make it all, you know, one big pot of gold, so to speak, and send, a, send us across the pond for four days and kind of blow your wad there. So that's the reason we chose not to. Hopefully you understand that. Um, speaking of that, though, uh, the Green Bay Packers today, management, former players, sponsors, fans, they're all on a – did you see them on the double-decker bus today, Ben, traveling through London? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. Uh, I saw um, – Nick Collins is on the bus. The newly inducted into the Hall of Fame, Leroy Butler, is on the bus. Uh, Packers president Mark Murphy is on the bus. So they are traveling all throughout London and uh, waving to fans in a bus that is completely decked out in Packers-esque wrapping. It's been completely wrapped. It's a double-deck upper-tier bus that's been wrapped, and they're making the rounds around town and getting cheers, and the fans are going crazy. So it's kind of cool. Kind of cool, actually, to see. I uh, wish we were there, but, you know, again, that's the reasons why we're not. Going back to the contest this weekend, I think we said it yesterday. Don't you want to see this team come out with energy and sustainable fight for four quarters? Yes. And not look like they've given up? 
I think that is definitely step one. It's really defensively more than anything. Because I don't know how Leonard is going to fix the offense and what really the staff can do. Uh, really, it's all of Paul Chris guys. It's what can Leonard do with his unit, his defense, and bring that mm-hmm. fight. I'm with you. That's what I'm looking for. More than anything, I'm, I'm looking to see if they still have fight. Because at this point in time, you know, to each a man, you walk around the locker room and you're asking for pride. Pride in what you do, pride in who you are, pride in your teammates, pride in your organization, pride in your school, whatever, you know. That's that's what you're going there for. That's That, that from here on out, is what you're asking of the players. Um, no matter what the mood, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard. It's hard to say, oh, no big deal. We got our coach fired. We're, we're, we're good, you know. But that's what you're kind of being asked to do at this point. It's it's how you respond. Sometimes teams that uh, do have a firing, you get a bit of a spark, and that spark can lead to bigger and better things in the uh, in the short term. Um, and sometimes teams just take that as an opportunity to say, ah, you know what, season's over. We're heading down. It, we're done. But uh, but I I this might be the best opponent to face in the most adverse situations because you don't traditionally win in Evanston, but it's an easier team to beat to where you can go down and really start to look good again. And maybe just maybe you go down, you're pissed off, you impose your will, and you come away with a win where a lot of other Badger teams have not won, even in good years, and you can come home and say, okay, we've got something here. We've got something to pound our chest with. That's that's what I'm hoping for. I think it's a good opponent to play because they're terrible. I wonder, like, how does a team get energy? It's from a home crowd. Even if you play in a hostile environment, you could feed off the road crowd and uh, look forward to shutting them up. Playing in the sleepiest environment in college football, I don't know how that'll affect the energy or lack thereof this team plays with. Or in the second half. If it's a dog fight. So they need to bring their own juice, if you will, to steal a saying that we've heard. But I I still think I'd rather see them play in a more hostile, legit road environment. But the team they're playing will help because they suck. Exactly. That's the reason I bring up the energy thing, and you said it better than I did. Because you're playing in a sleepy environment. If you bring the energy and the can of ass whoop and you do your job in a very like you said, sleepy environment, then you can say, okay, that's exactly what I wanted to see out of that team today. Because you're not going to get the energy from the crowd. You're not going to get it from the atmosphere. You're not going to get it from traveling fans that come with you. You're not going to get that. What you're going to have to do is kind of generate your own. That's the reason. That's the reason when you look at this that I say, if you see that level of energy coming out of the Badgers, that's not a bad way to go. That's not a bad way to go. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get back into this discussion. Quick Trip, the Packers opening drive sweepstakes. They've got it. Purchase any of Quick Trip's fully guaranteed gasolines with quick rewards, and you are entered. It's that simple. At the pump, you put in your quick rewards number, which is basically your phone number. Start pumping the gas. You're automatically registered. Each week, one weekly winner is going to win $10, uh, $10 gas card, 10 bucks per every yard earned on the Packers opening drive. How about that? Quick Trip, a proud partner of Packers football and a big-time supplier of my breakfasts, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I was in there today, and uh, always, always. I stopped in. I got a, a Red Bull to the, this morning. I was dragging a little bit. Red Bull, breakfast sandwich, big greeting. Hey, how you doing? Great place. Love it. Good to go. That's from our friends at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. we got more after this.
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you on a Friday. Man, it feels like a Friday, too. Actually, it feels like a Saturday morning. I wish I was watching some football this morning. Sitting here in the Norwegian Hollow. TV's on. Enjoying the day. I feel like I should be drinking already. I think the last hour of the show could get weird, Ben. I really do. Just so you know. Interesting. I might. Has uh, it not been weird in the past? No. Fridays are always a little strange, but I'm sitting in a bar on a Friday. The last hour, I think I'm, I'm good to go at that point. I think I could probably maybe have one for myself and for you well the phillies first pitch is at 107 so if you want to see an so emotional breakdown on air <laughs> you should check in with me around 126 so you're checking out that's it for ben no i'll be this engaged por- but boy could it go downhill fast <laughs> this portion of the program brought to you by cutis rv wisconsin's fastest growing rv dealer they carry all types all kinds consignment new and used they've got it but you got to you got to call them or check it out. Uh, go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. See my buddy Scott Reamer down there in the, the one in Elkhorn. Scott's a great guy. We traveled to Sturgis with those guys, him and his uh, girlfriend Michelle, and uh, we had such a fun time. Oh, my goodness. He's a, and he's got a brand-new customized CVO that he's, uh, that he's ordering. So he's got his toys, man. And uh, one of them was a really nice RV that they had alongside our RV, so good stuff from our friends down there at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. Yeah, I would assume the last hour of the show, it might just be a couple of questions to Mike Clemens and just let him go, you know, and go to break, take a drink, go to break, take a drink, call it a day. That's, that's kind of where we're at. I was wet Which, last night. <laughs> I was. So, um, Ben, um, will you have anything at the bottom of the hour? No. We don't. Okay, the bottom of the hour... Something happened yesterday. Can you guess what it was? I would be so wildly off given the stories we've gotten recently. We're on, you're getting calls from dead people. The people at hotels <laughs> you check into are hitting on you. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange dynamic. But something happened here yesterday, and I did not expect it. Uh, but it was a really cool experience. So um, I sent you a picture, and we'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour. So I just I just sent it to you. We'll talk about it at the bottom of the hour. That's coming up. Kind of a cool, cool day. Um, this one is from Mark, who says it is a cool place. In, oh, down in Norwegian Hall. Yeah, absolutely. Cool place. Say hi to everybody down there for me. I get to, over that way often. I live in Prairie du Chien, listen to the program every day. Are you coming back to Jim's Bar anytime soon? You know what? No, it, we got to figure out, and I know I'd, I've said this, Mary's Blue Go Bar put on such a great display last year for us. We got to get up there. I got to figure out a date that we could go um, and do the postgame show there. Uh, so we'll, uh, you know what? I don't have the, the schedule sitting in front of me, but we'll try it. We'll, we'll figure something out. But Prairie Machine treated us so well. I mean, they closed down a whole street for us last year. 
um, when we came down that way. So I would love to come back. We had so much fun. I would love to come back. Um, ben, everybody always asks why you don't travel with us. we got to get you out, man. We, I mean, I know somebody has to be back at uh, the home base to push all the right buttons and such. Uh, but, uh, you know, and to manage the idiocy that is me. But uh, but we got to get you out with us. You're becoming a presence, man, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Depends on the day, you know. If I'm well, known as the guy that is obsessed with Irish dance and scandals from youth yeah. sports, then I'm okay with that. It's a question of how the presence falls down. I had a guy last night um, that walked up to me. We were at uh, the – we went back to – we got done at the golf course. I packed it up. I went back, picked Kristen up, and then we went back to the golf course where we did kind of a meet-and-greet thing from 4 to about 6. And a guy comes in. He's very quiet, very quiet guy. He's just kind of listening to everybody's conversation. He comes in, and he says, um, he says, I got to tell you, love the program, love the interaction, love, you know, when you and I banter back and forth. And he said – but when you and Ben talked about anal beads, I choked on a piece of chicken I was eating at the time. You almost killed me. <laughs> and I didn't know whether to say I'm sorry or to say, well, glad to hear it. You know, I, I, you, how, how do you respond to that? That's okay. You know, I don't think we're liable in the case yeah, that he would have died. We well, that was the other thing. You're right. We, I never thought about the liability factor. Sometimes the fun of frivolity can get out of hand to the point where uh, we're, we're on the verge of killing somebody by uh, getting, getting choking on chicken. So I uh, never thought of that possibility. We have to be careful with what it is we do. But he, he loved the program. He said I, I he was very serious. Hand on shoulder, you know, reaches over, has the hand out on my shoulder, and says, I choked on a piece of chicken. You almost killed me. And I had to look him in the eye and go, I was kind of half grinning. And I, I, part of me, I said, well, are you okay now? He said, oh, yeah, throat's a little scratchy. But I laughed so hard, I choked on a chicken. I figure it's better than choking the chicken, but I choked on the chicken. There you go. I was having a conversation last night with a friend at Trivia talking about the chess thing because the Wall Street Journal picked it up. It's in the mainstream. And I was explaining the situation. Then I sat back and wondered, do you have to explain where Hans Niemann put the anal beads or is it already in the name? Yeah, I think when that that's in the name, you don't, you know, that, that's like when people say assless chaps. Chaps are chaps. There's 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 nothing in them anyway, so you don't have to add the additional adjective for impact. They're just chaps. We talked about this, right? Yes, and I will say I don't know much about chaps, so the fact that we had to say that they were assless meant more to me. And my culture. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, you just look up chaps. Chaps are just things that, you know, it's like a it's like a belt with protection that, you know, leather protection usually that goes down over the legs, about mid-thigh down. <laughs> There's, you know, otherwise they're called leather pants. And nobody wants to see any of us wearing leather pants again. Leather's making a comeback. Now, leather pants for women, I'm all for it. Leather's making, especially the stretchy leather. Stretchy leather's making a comeback, and I'm all for that. Men don't need to be walking around in leather pants of any sort. It, it, it then harkens upon parachute pants after that because then we go back to the 80s and then all of a sudden the worst look in the world would be walking around in the MC Hammer pants. It would not be bad for chunky guys because then it gives you room. It gives you a little bit of breathability and you don't have to stock up on the gold bond. But I am not in favor of MC Hammer pants ever coming back. I feel like Russell Wilson is a leather pants guy. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. 
Yeah, Aaron Rodgers would be too. He'd wear the leather pants with those Prada gym shoes. Now he can rock them though. Yeah, he gets well, a pass. And he would do it in like the 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 uh, uh, cage look with the uh, the t shirt. The and I don't know about the backside of the hair because he doesn't have the long hair anymore. It's like his barber like passed out and died halfway through the haircut. But uh, but yeah, so he he could probably still do it. Tom Brady, no, that would be too much of the pretty boy look. He can't do that. He couldn't do it. There's certain people that can do it, but no. Overall, in general, no man should ever wear leather pants. Certainly, if you have a huge package. <laughs> Matt Lafleur agrees. By the way, Rick, uh, try getting sweaty leather pants off. I have enough trouble when I sweat in jeans. I can't imagine leather pants. Can't imagine it. Although my crotch would smell, have that new car smell. That would not be a bad thing. <laughs> All right, something happened here yesterday was pretty cool, and I was extremely appreciative. Stay tuned. We got that coming up next on the Bill Michaels Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show, Norwegian Holla. That's where we uh, are at. Down here in uh, Viroqua. Had a great time. And always have a great time every time we come here. And I always say the same thing every time it's time to go, that I wish we had more time to stay. Uh, and, um, you know, it doesn't change things. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, a really cool community, to say the very least. Yesterday, Ben, I sent you the picture, and I'll post the picture and the proclamation and such. But uh, yesterday, so we get off the air yesterday. And, um, you know, Kristen, when she travels with me, she usually works. So she had to work yesterday. So I told Ernie, um, Ernie Betts out here, I said, Ernie, I got to go pick up Kristen. He's like, ah, before you do that, we got, we got to take one stop. Now, there have been times when you travel with Ernie that he'll say, hey, we need to make a stop. And it's usually visiting a, a friend or somebody who listens to the program every day. And I love those trips because then you get a chance to say hi to people that you would never – get a chance to run into or who can't make it at a certain time to come out and see an appearance or such so i love it and and being in smaller communities like that uh, it's very everybody knows everybody you know so yesterday uh we packed up the equipment and we started uh driving down main street and i was actually on the phone with kristen at the time i said hey i'm going to be coming to get you in a couple of minutes so be ready and she goes, okay, you want to take your time. You know, I said, she, she was working. I said, okay, well, I'll be up in that direction very shortly because we're going to go back to the golf course and, and have a, a drink or so and do a meet and greet from 4 to 6. And I thought, oh, no, nope, we're going to the Agri Center, which we went to this morning. But I thought that was the direction we were going. We were going to turn down that street. But instead, we turned in the opposite direction. And very quickly, we made a, then a right turn off of Main Street into the, uh, the City Hall where when we pulled into City Hall, there was a gathering of people. Probably, I don't know, I don't want to say it's 100, but probably 25, 30 people that were all standing out front. I'm thinking they were waiting, like, you know, a whole group of people were waiting to get into City Hall for, for whatever reason. And the City Hall, by the way, is brand new. They just finished completing the building, and uh, they use the basement downstairs now as an authorized uh, uh, tornado shelter because they do have mobile communities here, um, so people have places to go. So it, a really neat facility, but all these people are standing out front. And then I started to recognize people. 
I recognized the owner of WVRQ and the radio station out here, and I recognized his son and, and other people that I have met before, and they're all standing there waiting for us to pull in. So as we pull in, they start to come walking towards my car, and they're all in front, right there by the front of the uh, city hall. And I got out, and we started talking, said hi to a few people, you know, which was kind of cool, and ended up... Um, Ended up, they gave me the proclamation yesterday that yesterday the uh, city of Iroquois recognized it as Bill Michaels Day. And gave me the key to the city and uh, said thank you for uh, the reach of this show and the opportunity to reach this show to tell the rest of the state and listeners from all over about a lot of the cool things that they have here. Because it's it's a relative it's, you know it's a community of over just over 4000 people it's not you know a metropolis and in smaller communities tend to get lost you know among the the bigger communities like green bay and lambeau field and milwaukee and everything that goes on there with the brewers and the bucks and summerfest and the big promotions in madison and such as well uh, being the state capital and the badgers and so the smaller communities that we reach uh, appreciate it when we come there and we get this in rice lake all the time too when we go to rice lake uh, Platteville, for that matter, Shano, Clintonville, Tomahawk, and such, you know, as it goes on. So yesterday, and I wish I would have known. I didn't know about it. I had no idea, none, this was happening. I wish I would have gotten the audio of it. But they, they read a plot proclamation out in front. Uh, we took some pictures. They gave me the giant key. And then they gave me a plaque. And uh, I can't say thanks enough to, to the mayor uh, Justin Running, uh, which is the new mayor, and he's trying to bring the town together. There was a lot of divisiveness, I guess, in the town. Uh, we had Representative Lauren Oldenburg uh, was there, and he's such a great guy. He, he listens to the show all the time when he's driving between this area and then down to Madison and such. He says he listens all the time and really loves the fact that we talk about the smaller communities and about Viroqua in, in such a kind light. And so it was really, it was really cool. Uh, it was really cool. We we had a really nice time yesterday, and they gave me the tour of the new city hall, which is still being decorated. Uh, all the work that was done on it was done from workers within the state of Wisconsin. Uh, some of the furniture and such and the materials and such are from right here in the area. I know the big conference table was carved out of one piece of wood by a woodworker right here in Viroqua, and uh, it was Mastercraft right here in Viroqua. So just a really neat experience, and those things do not go unnoticed. We are, are certainly unbelievably appreciative. Um, I don't do this program on my own. Ben has a huge, huge, huge hand in it uh, and does probably more than, than just about anybody uh, when it comes to the program. A Midwest Family Broadcasting puts the program on. So there's a lot of people behind all of this rather than just my name, but I wanted to say thanks to everybody out here that was here yesterday and uh, stopped by and was so appreciative of it. But, yeah, they gave us gave, gave the key to the city yesterday, which was pretty cool. It's awesome. You got the Yeah, I, got you, I sent you the picture. I'll, I'll post it uh, because I didn't know about it. So I didn't have any preparation. To free, and what was supposed to happen, now this was the faux pas. So I'm driving, and Ernie says, oh, yeah, you know, hey, because uh, my first thought is, you know, when you do this for a living, where's the cameras? And I'm not talking about media cameras. I'm talking about, like, ours for social media and things like that. Because this would be the thing that Kristen is all over. Everywhere I go, she's like, you got to get a picture. you got to take a picture here. Don't forget about this stuff. Because I'm not great at, at the promotion side of things sometimes. And, but she is. She's always reminding me. So I looked at Ernie, and I said, well, where's Kristen? He's like, oh, she's going to get a ride over. 
I said, well, how? I've got the car. Ernie went, oh, oh, I never thought of that. So Kristen's in the hotel room waiting to come over. Nobody went and got her. Nobody picked her up. Uh, she said she was going to Uber, but the, the, there is no such thing out here as Uber. <laughs> so, you know, she would have had to uh, either walked or somebody picked her up. I think they have a, a cab company here, a small cab company. I'm not sure. But she, she, she was like, I just sat here because I didn't know how to get there. And she couldn't call me for a ride to tell me because it was supposed to be a surprise. So she didn't get a chance to see it. So I don't have a ton of pictures. And the the people that were there hopefully will send them to me, and we can post them a little bit later on. But, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of funny. I said, where's, where's Kristen? He said, oh, crap, we forgot. That's right, you got the car. <laughs> I love Ernie. He cracks me up. Uh, so that, that that's what happened yesterday. It was really cool. So uh, good stuff. Uh, John, by the way, Hoots on the Water. John, I love Hoots on the Water up in uh, Rice Lake. Every time they they're so good to us. Every time we go to Rice Lake, they bring us those little Hoots chips uh, for free drinks over there. Love Hoots on the water. I've used out of the five or six that I have, I think I've used three of them now. So I still have some in my pocket. When next time I come back to Rice Lake, we'll stop by Hoots for sure. So that was it. So thanks to everybody uh, yesterday. Uh, Justin Running, the mayor here, obviously State Representative Lauren Oldenburg, and everybody that uh, was was a part of that that ceremony yesterday. We certainly certainly appreciate it. Let's do this. We're going to step. Take a quick break. we got a lot more to get to. Top of the hour, we got more stuff to get to as well. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show live out here at uh, the uh, Norwegian Hollow in Verroca. We'll be back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers host the 3-1 New York Giants in London. The game will be aired this Sunday morning at 8.30 on the NFL Network. We'll have post-game coverage and take your phone calls after the game. Packers defensive back Jair Alexander had full participation in the team's final practice in Green Bay before they boarded their transatlantic flight last night. Jair recovering from a groin injury from two weeks ago. I asked defensive back Eric Stokes how he thought former Jaguar Rudy Ford did, filling in for Adrian Amos at safety after he went down with a concussion against New England. Man, Rudy did amazing. Uh, pretty much, like, we already knew what pretty much Rudy can do coming from Jacksonville, too. Like, he was unbelievable down there as well. To where, like, so, like, we got a guy like that and continue like, to just show everybody like why he's more than just a special team person, why he can really play safety. On offense, the discussion continues on who should be playing on the offensive line for Green Bay. Is it Yash Nyman or Elton Jenkins at right tackle? Offensive coordinator Adam Stedovich says, for now, it's Jenkins. Right now, I, I, I think Elton's, for us, best at right tackle. For him, it's the challenge of, you know, left tackle or right tackle, you're going to be playing against the best D lineman on every team those edge guys and he's an alpha he's a dog he's going to approach it every week you know he wants that on his shoulders the giants have seven starters on the injury list unable to practice giants defensive coordinator wink martindale who used to be with the ravens talked about having to face 38 year old aaron Rodgers again at quarterback aaron Rodgers is aaron Rodgers. there's there's to me there's no difference i think that you know he's just as effective today as he was five years ago six years ago you know that that would be like saying that I don't know, Michael Jordan can't hit any three-pointers. You're going to guard him outside, and then he'll hit five or six three-pointers on you. So he's playing at top level. That's the Giants defensive coordinator, Donald Wink Martindale. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
Norwegian Hollow, uh, brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. They have a lot of different stuff coming up still on the schedule, so they've got uh, the featured event. I mean, if you want to get out and run the track uh, with your vehicle, you can. You can rent the track, as a matter of fact. But if you want to, uh, you know, go down and still check out some drag racing in the fall, you can. They're closed most Mondays, but uh, they've got uh, racing uh, for a fundraiser, spectators. It's not uh, overwhelmingly expensive. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. It's a nice time out, but uh, they still have some stuff going on down at Great Lakes Dragaway. So look for a lot of the events uh, all the way through October. They have fun racing for everybody. they got uh, Mark's Street Wars today, as a matter of fact. Mark's Street Wars going on today. They have uh, bikes and fun racing for everybody. They've got slicks and drags radi- drag radials on Wednesdays. Uh, they've got ladies' night on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and such. So good stuff. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. That's GreatLakesDragaway.com. And head down to Union Grove, uh, Wisconsin. Good stuff down there. Um, this is uh, this is from Mark who says, uh, the Packers going to London, do you think the trip itself has become bigger than just the game? Mark, that's something we're going to talk about coming up here in the next hour. But it, it seems like the discussion... And Matt LaFleur was tested yesterday. Make no mistake about it. But it seems like the discussion of going to London has been – which, you know what, it's it's rightfully so. It's different. It's something the Packers have – they're the last team to go there. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because the Green Bay Packers are being exposed now or fans are being exposed to the Packers, we'll say, overseas. Packers fans are traveling overseas. People have saved up knowing this trip has been coming pretty much since the the schedule's been released. They've been gathering for this. We're watching pictures uh, time and again. You know, Nick Collins, uh, Leroy Butler, uh, James Jones is there. Other Packers, former Packers are there. Mark Murphy's doing tours with fans. I mean, this is a big deal. This is not like just another deal, another day at the house. This is a big deal for them to go over there. And have two storied franchises like the Packers, like the Giants, be on that stage over in over in London. So yeah, it, it is a big deal. It is a big story. But ultimately, you're right. Is it more about the story of going there, or is it more about the game? Because ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, the game is what matters. And we're going to talk about that coming up after we hear from some of the uh, some of the other people inside that locker room. We'll say. But I agree with you that it, it's. That's a big deal. That's a big deal for having uh, having those two uh, or that uh, that story, those two stories kind of intertwined. But what means more? Um, 100% agree. Uh, Mark says, I think the Packers win this one going away. Have you seen the injury report for the Giants? We did. We actually, I retweeted it a little while ago. Uh, there's no changes. There's, you know, it's everybody's out. And that's it. No other roster adjustments needed. So... <laughs> They have uh, their wide receiving core is decimated. Daniel Jones is coming back and playing on a bad wheel. Um, now, Ethan says, what happens if the Packers lose this game because their concentration is on the trip rather than on the Giants? If the Packers lose this game, it will be, uh, first of all, Matt LaFleur will be the great big I told you so. When he was talking about not leaving the hotel room, not being, this is not a sightseeing trip. You look at a few things and then you get back to your, get back to work because that's it. Uh, if you want to come back and visit you know, London, do it. But do it on your own time. You know, I think head coaches get stress over this. 
because this is all about travel. This is about this is completely out of the norm. You're not worried about game plans. You're worried about resetting the body clocks of all your players. You're worried about travel. What are you going to do on a plane? What are you going to do when you get there? How tired should you make your team? Should they be tired? Should they go to sleep? Should they reset their body clocks? Should we let them out on their own? Should we not? How much sightseeing time should These are all things that have nothing to do with the actual playing of the game. You're trying to appease many different many different masters in this sense. And then you've got a head coach who's talking about we need to do things right. We need to get things done and done correctly and we got to make sure that you know our guys are are getting all the, you know, the the rest they need, the body clocks reset and all that kind of stuff. And in the meantime, you got a, a quarterback that's saying, "I can't wait to go out and hit a hit a pub and get a pint and Guinness and what have you." So, um, you know, the one thing that I have seen, Ben, uh, you tell me if uh, you've seen it as well from people that have gone. And I just saw that the Packers did this that Packers tour bus with Mark Murphy. Uh, Mar Fleming is there. Uh, James Jones is there. Nick Collins is there. Leroy Butler is there. Everybody goes to the crosswalk that was the famous and the infamous Beatles picture. Now, if you're going to do it and do it authentically, you shouldn't be wearing shoes. But uh, they, the Packers just posted the bus stopped in the middle of the street. And that infamous crosswalk, which I don't even know what the name of that is. Is that Abbey Road? Was that, was that Abbey Road crosswalk? I'm the wrong person to ask, but I, I would say I, yes. Okay, we'll go with it. I sound intelligent, but we all know I'm not. Um, it but is. It's, it's, um, it's Mark Murphy. Grabbing the elbow of Marv Fleming, who is walking behind, I believe it's James Jones. And, and I'm, I think it was. I couldn't remember if it was James Jones, but I believe it is. Nick Collins and then Leroy Butler leading the pack. So they, they, they got out to do the big shot today with all the Packers fans on that double-decker bus. Um, all looking over the edge. All looking over the edge. But if I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. I'm not wearing shoes. Paul McCartney didn't wear shoes. Why should I wear shoes? Isn't that a traffic violation? I, <laughs> yeah, they were all ticketed. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? We're just stopping London, busy streets yeah. for what, London, a picture? London made, London made money off of the Packers fan bus. Now, here's the thing. Did that Packers bus stay there long enough to get them off the street and let all the fans do it? Did all the fans come back? Oh, I'd hope and, not. You know. What a disgrace. <laughs> yes. Come on, man. It was the Beatles. You know, I mean, it's cool if you're doing it like on your own, you're taking your selfie or what have you, but come on. You're just, you're not doing that. But uh, they're all walking across the street to the Abbey Road crosswalk. <laughs> I'd feel very self-conscious if I was on that bus. I feel like everyone in London is like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. Not to mention the drivers you. behind them trying to get you by. Are not, you are not the observer and the tourist. You are the the idiot on display for all Londoners to see, you know? So you're on t- Yeah, you're right. You're like, instead of going to the zoo, you are the traveling monkey and everybody's watching you. I would agree. You know? Huh? Okay. It's so also, the, you got to go think if there was a parking ticket or two involved, I've unfortunately had trouble with this. It's very hard to pay those tickets. Once you leave the country, I've gotten yeah. parking tickets in Canada multiple times. And uh, okay. I don't know, when you go back there, that's when interest starts. You end up in federal prison before you know it. Yeah. I uh, I got a ticket one time in Indiana, and I tried to pay it. Like three times I tried to pay it. I called the office, 
and tried to pay it. And they said, you know, well, no, you, you know, uh, to the point where finally I called, like, two years later, I said, I just want to get this thing off of my record if I have one. They can't find it. Might as like, well be gone. another country. It, right? It's uh, like, I'm like, it's Indiana. What would you do? Write it on a tablet? You know? And I'm talking stone? Leave it out in the rain? And I can't find it. So I guarantee the next time I get pulled over in Indiana, I'm going to jail because they can't find my ticket. And I'm just going to sit there with an envelope full of money going, here, here, officer, I've been trying to pay this for two years now. Take it. But I agree with you. Hard to pay a ticket. Although Illinois doesn't mind sending you, even when you didn't do anything, Illinois sending you tickets. God forbid you pay on, try to pay online for a toll. Oh, my God. That's a myriad of problems. Stay tuned. We got more. Bill Michael Show continues. Cassidy coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.